0: The Blazers are having trouble moving the number three pick. C.J. McCollum is out there starting trouble. Lillard is remaining calm, cool, and collected throughout the madness. But I am not because I'm already tired of this nonsense. Let's get to the draft already. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress with The Oregonian in Oregon Live. And I'm joined by Craig Burnback. Greg, a lot of craziness went on last week. I wasn't trying to ignore you, but uh, you know, I had some other things I had to take care of. But I figured we'd save it all up and come back on a Monday and just dive into it together. Uh, you know, I, I know you have a real job in the real world, and I'm sort of living a fancy land kind of still as a sports <laughs> reporter. But what do you just just before we get into topic by topic, what are you making of all this craziness, just in general? How many eyes? How many times so, did you roll your eyes last week?
1: Well, like even this morning, listening to the sports radio. The national, but it's national, right? right? Like that's the, that's that part I enjoy, in the sense that I like that Stephen A. Con Cowherd, who I just listened to. The whole world's talking about what what do the Blazers do with Damian Lillard and the number three pick, and that to me is is always fun, right? Because you want to hear them talk sometimes say crazy stuff because they haven't really they haven't lived it for you know ten years right. uh every moment of it with the Damon Lillard uh, stuff keep him or, or not or the CJ keep him or not. Um yeah but I think there were some significant things. You know, to me, CJ saying that if he were a betting man, he he thinks Damien's not going to be with Portland. Then he said he's not a betting man. Uh, CJ McCollum's not, he's not some national, sh- you know, guy that doesn't know Damian Lillard. Like, he's not even us, <laughs> like, who's lived it. He's CJ McCullum. Like, he texts, he got a text seconds after, you know, that happened from the Dame found out, right? They, they talked about it. These are not, there's nobody not on the Blazers, <laughs> like, that that would make more of an impact than when CJ says it. And the second thing that I thought was interesting is for the first time, Dame's naming some teams.
0: Mm. He's
1: throwing Miami out there. Yeah, but he know he was. asked. he was asked though. And he's been asked in the past and never said teams. No, but he, but he asked
0: between. He, where, where would you see yourself going? Between was it Brooklyn, Miami, Boston, and someone else? And then he just said, you know, well, I'd pick Miami because I got dog there, and I picked Nets. So it's not like he. It was random. You're like Semantics. nothing. Damian Lillard does; it's <laughs> not thought about. You know that. Like who am but I talking ca- to? But he like, came back. But he came back later. But he came back later and clarified it on Instagram. I so, thought- look, I was asked about. I know. Okay. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Go like, ahead. You he- know
1: he plays it perfect. I added to the rundown. Damian Lillard playing it perfect. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Okay. Dame answered the question. He's not answered that question before. But he knows where he is on this, and he knows how he's playing it. He's playing it perfectly. He's saying some things, and then he's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I was asked. I just named some teams. (laughs) Miami's great weather. I got a dog there. You got a dog in New Orleans. (laughs) You know, you got dogs everywhere. You're Damian Lillard. You're, like, one of the most beloved players love Damian Lillard more than, like, any other player in the league. Like, he's got dogs everywhere. Like,
0: all right, I hear I'm you. just saying, okay. like, it's not like people – he's not hard to play with. I hear you. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, and you're you're, you're keeping me in check. All right, let's get to the first topic. So, <clears throat> I've been told by two NBA sources. Okay, at the beginning of this whole thing, and even, you know, before the season ended, it was, it was clear that they were hoping to get a high pick and trade it. They got the number three pick. That obviously gave them a, a better uh, piece to move, and people were reiterating again to me that, of course – and to everyone else, I'm not saying like had exclusive on this, but that they were looking to definitely trade the pick 100 percent. That pretty much the only reason they would keep the pick is if Dame asked out. But Dame wouldn't ask out until after the pick wasn't moved, not before the pick was moved. So they were trying to move the pick and they expected to get a lot of heat on it. Apparently, though, that has not really happened and that they're not getting the types of offers they thought they were going to get for the pick. They're getting offers that you know they are like well, well I mean you know are we really gonna do that do we value that player is he gonna put us over the top or, or even put us close or do we think they're even close to what we think scoot's gonna be or Brandon Miller's gonna be in two or three years uh, is this going to satisfy Damien and and make him want to stay here and those things just aren't materializing so they are leaning well not leaning to it I think they still are trying to, to move it and there's still time to go like anything could change we know how the NBA works uh, but right now they're trying to figure out how they can improve the team while keeping that pick. And it's already been made clear to me and, and others as well, that Shayden sharp is not on the block. Like it would have to be Embiid, uh, maybe Jalen Brown straight up with Nurkic or something like that, but it, they're, they're not seeking to move sharp because they believe that sharp is going to be close to as good. As anything they could get right now, and in two or three years, better than anything they could get right now for him, because they believe he's going to be definitely a star. So, how like how bad is this for them <laughs> if, if they can't move the three for something that gives them like everyone was talking bridges or Siakam or Brown or whatever someone that was going to come in as an all star caliber player and be number two on this team, and now it looks like they can't do it, or if they did it, it would have to be number three, Shaden and Ant and multiple like, and they're not going to do that. So how bad is this for them if they can't move that pick for a legitimate star? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's definitely
1: uncomfortable because um you know the it makes it a lot harder to keep Damian Lillard. It just does. But trading Damian Lillard for great parts is not going to be easy um with his contract and the new salary cap restrictions and who who could take that salary but yeah i mean it's uncomfortable because dame says he doesn't want to play with 19 year olds i mean he said it he's Mm -hmm. you got to convince him that that he should and that he could now dame came back and was like hey i'm not 37 you know i'm 33 like i'm coming off my best year so i don't have to be maybe it doesn't have to be in 10 minutes um but that's the part like does he no one thinks that scoot henderson's gonna come in at his size and the position he plays and become an all-star while Damian Lillard still on the team. Like, how? And I mean, obviously you got to move off Simons then if you're not gonna you're not willing to move off Sharp. Now, here's the thing: I get that you're saying you're not gonna trade the number three pick and sharp, right? Because but if you say sharp, you're not gonna trade sharp then I'm asking you, why are you going to trade the three? Because it's Scoot Henderson who everyone is saying, like before the, you know, the first week of the season when Wemby and Scoot played on ESPN, everyone was like, here's one, two, here they are. And they both showed out. And if, you know, if the big guy wasn't in this draft, that Scoot Henderson would be the clear cut number one. Now Miller moved in and suddenly you're going to get the the guy that – now they're basically saying there's these guys. Any of these three could be number one overall picks, with one being, you know, a seven five, you know, unicorn. So I I struggle with the fact that that you think that's a great idea if you're holding on hope. Look, Sharp was good, he was good, but half the season was garbage, and uh, but I I mean I think he was a, like I I asked you beforehand, like do you think he'd go ahead of Scoot right now? Oh yeah. If they they drafted, do you think he oh, goes yeah. two?
0: Based on what we know, yeah. You think he goes two, just yeah. based on what he showed. Why would anyone take a six-two guy okay. who can't shoot over a six-four and a half, six-five guy who can do pretty much everything? Well, if he was
1: actually point. the height which he claimed before, he if didn't he was claim actually it. the it, height that he claimed before you caught before you you got to the bottom of that, oh, and yeah. he was actually six-six. <laughs> you ruined that for every. That's why they can't trade him. Benches <laughs> made everyone know he's 6'4. Six, four. Six, four he was six-six. <laughs> I. Yeah, I. I think that this is going down a road where either they they trade the number three and get back something that is a huge risk that won't meet the value, uh, but that's what happens when you tell everybody it's a fire sale. Everyone's like, "Well, oh, let them come back." You know, we'll offer them this if they really need to trade it. We're not going to offer them you know top value because we know they're sort of desperate. Right. Um, so at some point in time, they. They have to take a step back and say, okay, it sucks, but we're going to have to draft the pick, and either we're going to have to convince Dame to stay because we think that's the best thing, or we're going to talk to Dame and say, hey, we think it's the best thing for you and for us if we move off of you. Because the young assets that they'll have um, if they keep it, you know, you're looking at – I mean, you think – you just said you think Sharp would go, you know, number two in this draft. So you are basically getting like two number one picks on your team with Sharp and you know if it's Scoot. I mean, I am still a little skeptical. Like, are they really? Is Miller really going to go too? Like,
0: yeah, I what would, happened I would, all that hype before? I, I wonder about that too. You and know? that was positional mainly. If, if if Charlotte believes Scoot's the better player, you take him, and you worry about positions later. And like I said numerous times, you, you should. Miller six seven, so you won't have two small guards in the backcourt. You'd have six seven six two. Yeah. So you can but I mean LaBelle doesn't play great defense, but regardless, he can he can have at least have the size the D my on, on a shooting guard.
1: Um so yeah. And you're way you're you're not you're not at the doorstep.
0: Yeah, no, you want the best talent.
1: You're not the, you're not at the doorstep. No. Get the best on
0: players. And Miller's gonna need time. You're
1: gonna well. lose a lot of games. Play someone out of position. Right. You could do it. You know? Like the Blazers played <clears throat> two small guards forever and it was really good. It wasn't great, but it was really, really good. And then eventually they traded CJ and maybe not not at the top of his potential. But I you know, I just think it's uncomfortable because the Blazers basically it's kind of that thing where you, you say, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and you have all this time, right? I'm gonna do it, and then oh crap, it's today. <laughs> like now I gotta now I gotta do it. Like either I gotta trade him, uh the pick, or I've got to pick it, and now you know, Dame's not one to say he's One hundred percent been consistent with his words that if I say it, I mean it. Yeah. So I don't know why people would suddenly think he doesn't mean it. That he's not going to say, "Okay, I'm ready to go. A lot of Blazer fans don't want to believe it. And maybe he does. Maybe he gets convinced that's the way to go with two with a, you know, a 19 year old, a 20 year old um, as his, you know, get. You know, get good real fast, right? Give me – be good in a year and a half because that's my – that's where my window starts closing. But other people seem to want to say, oh, well, he said that. He said that before they got the number, you know, three pick. number three pick. I'm like, yeah, he knew. He knew that the potential was that they could get the number three pick. It's not like it, – they didn't get the one. They got the three. So if he said it until he says something different, I believe him. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think this is all fascinating. That the, the hype for some around Scoot is just mesmerizing to me. You know, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've broken down all this film, but I've, I've watched uh, some of his stuff, and I love his, his passing ability. Like, he, he definitely is a, a true point guard. He sees the floor. Yep. He'll give up the ball, et cetera, et cetera. But he's 19, man. He's 19. He averaged 17, 7, and 6 for the G League Ignite, which went 11 and 21. He shot 42 and something percent and 27 percent on threes. He's not going to come into the NBA and light it up. Now, you stick him on a bad team, he's going to put up stats. Yes, right. You stick him on a good team that's trying to win, he's going to kill you. Just like Shaden last year. Shaden was minimum. My prediction going in is he's going to play as many minutes as he earned, and his his inexperience just killed them at times. Now, most people are not seeing it because we don't know exactly what all the assignments are. We just see the spectacular dunks and what have you. But Billups said numerous times, like, he just makes a lot of mistakes. He costs us possessions. Well, Scoots could do the same thing. And I don't care that he played in, in, in the G League. It doesn't matter. He's going to come in at a position you don't need, and he's going to be the backup. And quite frankly, I'm I'm getting a veteran backup point guard, someone who can actually run the point at a veteran level. And Scoot's gonna be my third point guard <laughs> unless he earns more minutes, because you, you cannot convince me that they're gonna roll out there with a 19 year old and a 20 year old in your top seven, top eight rotation and contend. Now, unless you bring an Embiid with that, which you can't do, not gonna happen. So, if, if the best they can do for Ant is Ant and some picks or whatever is Aiden or OG Ananobi, they're gonna be better, but they're not contending, especially when one of the complaints coming out is we need more vets. Because Watford and Little and Keon and even Eubanks, he's 26. But still, he's never played on a team that's, that, that was battling for anything. And it's one of the kids I'm missing off the top of my head. But they're a oh, reddish, you know, your guy. So they have all these youngsters who just couldn't play at high-level high, high level NBA basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: my God. Your guy.
0: You, you caught that kind of late. Uh, but, no, it's, it's – uh, it, it's not a good situation. So you bring in a couple of vets and then you have those two. They're just, they're they're going to hurt you along the way. And I think Damien knows that he saw it with Shaden. He saw it with other young players that he's helped raise along the way. So unless they can pull off, pull off something amazing, I just don't see how they move the needle in the next couple years with Damien. So now Damien would be going, he's going to 33 going into next season then he's 34 then he's 35 going into when maybe Shaden is like, really okay. Shaden's ready to go. And Scoot's sort of ready to go to actually impact winning. And so, like, does Dane want to wait till 35? Like, to me, why are you – I wouldn't wait another second, dude. Either we're going to have the team this year or I gots to go. Or he just, have to re, he just has to resign himself to the fact that we're probably yeah. not going to do it here in Portland. And if he says that and says, you know what, I'm content, we're cool, let's just do what we got to do, then we can all stop talking about it. But unless he says that, I can't see how you you, you are in a position where you got to move him. Or maybe even want to move him because what's the point? Well, I agree. I mean, at some point, the Blazers,
1: there's no point in having a, you know, you know, $50 million plus contract on this, on a team of young guys. Right. I mean, Damien plays 35 minutes a game, (laughs) like, you know, maybe every year, like, oh, let's try to play him less. But there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of minutes at the point guard position when you have, you know, an all NBA player playing that position. They just aren't. I mean, at least Shaden played a position, even when, uh, the Blazers were, you know, trying to compete for that short time, there were minutes available. You know, if he stepped up, he could have earned minutes. In the end, he didn't have to earn them because they traded everyone away and they tanked. And then they he earned them because he suddenly was the best player on the court most of the time for the Blazers. But, you know, it's a point guard. He, he, Damian Lillard plays point guard. Correct. Scoot's not a two. He's not a two. No. He's definitely not a three. I mean, Shaden's a two three in the in the NBA he can swing. You know, he could do that depending on matchups. And that position had minutes because Simons was the two and he's really the backup one. So there was there were there, there were minutes there. Um yeah, there's no minutes for Scoot Henderson if Damian Lillard's on the team if you're contending for a championship. It's just not possible. Yeah. Also he can't shoot yet. Nothing wrong with that at 19. Like not, guys get better at shooting. You know, LeBron Couldn't really shoot, was so athletic, then he could really shoot. Now he's old, he can't shoot again. But, like, you know, it's a skill that gets developed. Now, Dame was a really good scorer and a good shooter, but he wasn't this. You know, like, you get better uh, because all you do is play and, you know, you practice shooting and you have shooting coaches and you have, you know, people looking at you. I mean, he hasn't – when he was 15, he didn't have to shoot. he just dunk on everybody or get his buddy a dunk, you know. Like, and even in the G League, um, it's showing. uh, But he could be successful just on athleticism alone. So, I'm with you. And at some point, the players should trade him. Like, whether he wants it or not. Like, you got – you say, like, we're not – we just – we drafted your – you know, we drafted the guy who's going to take over for you. And in the way the NBA works, you don't wait. And I and Dame's skills – I mean, you're watching Kyle Lowry, who's not as good as Dame, right? Don't get me wrong. But was once an all-star, was once a lead guard, um, and he has made the transition into a role player incredibly well. But that's a rare thing. And Damon Lillard is awesome because he could score 50 at any time. You know, at some point in time, you know, like – those guys diminish faster when you're the primary scorer, not a primary playmaker. See, and that's the problem. And I,
0: I actually believe, yeah. I actually believe Dame could shift his game to being more of a playmaker if he has the pieces around him to make plays for. But in the three point shooting is never going to go away, right? He's going to be able to hit threes no. like that when he's he can it, shoot right, so that he can transition into a different, you know, maybe type of player. Uh, but that only works in terms of trying to contending if you've brought in a new number one and dame if dame falls off to number two number three yep. you better bring in a true number one number two or you're not you're not going to contend with him here so that's the danger because you're approaching that cliff and it could be it could be something where he's just at 36 we're just like oh my god he's he's still an mvp candidate. he's amazing this is incredible what we're seeing here or he starts to fall off, and it's like, yeah, he can't, he can't he isn't what he was, and you don't have another number one, and so now you're just mediocre. And yeah, Sharp's good, but Sharp's still young, and you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't work out. So it's it's a fine line, which brings me to my next thing, is that it could be it could be more difficult to trade Damien than uh maybe meets the eye, which forces Damon to have Damien to have to stay and ride with whatever it is. They get so first. So, first, let's do this. Let's say Ant's gone. Uh, Nurkic stays or doesn't stay, doesn't but they get a center to replace him. But Ant's gone for OG. So, you go out there, okay, we're gonna start Dame with Shaden and Matisse at the two rotating there. You got OG, Grant. Let's just say Nurkic stays. You find a couple veteran dudes, and then you got Scoot mixed in there. That I think you're better just by just by getting OG and his size as, as opposed of what they had with Hart. And you bring back Winslow, and you got another veteran there. You're better, but what's the ceiling there? Like I, I believe they're healthy. If that group's healthy and Shaden does take a leap, I think that team could be in the top six. They were close to being in the top six last year before everything fell apart. Even though, even though they were mediocre, I think that team would have a chance to be in the top six.
1: So when you say better, it confuses me. Like they, <laughs> they, they were the worst team in the NBA. Two, no, high, two basically no, no. two years in a row. No, no, I'm going you know what I'm saying? No, like no, where's no, the no, better? No, no, like, no, no. yeah, of course. Okay,
0: okay, you you have to go. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Remember that from <laughs> Leave the Weapon, Joe okay, Pesci. Okay, okay. Anyway, okay, we're talking about at at their peak before the injuries started falling apart. They were in the. They were always within just a couple games of sick, even though they had all these injuries. Okay, and then it fell off. So that's that's what I'm going by. Not once it starts falling off. And you you give up that doesn't count. They weren't the fifth worst team in the NBA. If you played a tournament and everyone's healthy, they don't finish twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Like they were better than that. So adding OG to the mix and what he brings you on both sides of the court and staying healthy, I think they, they're I think they're better right. than they were last so year. So then they're to in get... the mix for sixth. And plus, Shaden elevates etc etc you got matisse now for an entire season he gives you perimeter defense which you didn't have last year with with ant and dame you know there's just things there that you could say well they could be better and then maybe they're in that mix for five six which they were in last year before they pulled the cord and that was despite all the injuries they had they were only two three four games away at the most even late in the season um that's what i'm that's what i'm saying so but is that is that something that's that you think could get could, could a puncher's Dan, chance. Yeah. It's a puncher's then, chance. Then, once you get in, because the West to me, it's wide open. I mean, Oh, oh
1: yes. I was going to say, Durant's
0: getting older. Curry's getting older. LeBron's getting older. As good as Denver is, Denver's not dominant. They didn't win 65 games. Like they're not, they're not someone I look at and go, well, oh, you can't beat them. I mean, they'd be the favorite against the Blazers, obviously, but every other team in the West, is there really like that lineup? I just mentioned, is there really a team in the West that you flat out say they have not, no chance to just beat the, the series? It's not,
1: it's not just the West. It's the entire NBA right now is wide open. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know You're what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like I'm
1: just saying, like which means it's fluid, right? Right. Which means things can change, and and teams will go up and down. Like you know, you you can't just check the Warriors in like top three. You know, top right. two. You, there's nobody on the East. I mean, the the eight seeds in, in the, the NBA finals. Crazy. Like I, I'm hearing people That's, talk about. Never happened. If I, I'm just saying, like I listened to this morning. You know, I was listening to some sports radio a national thing, and they're like, if the Heat got Damien, where do you think they are? Oh, they're right in it. I'm like, they're in the finals! Without <laughs> like They're in the finals, like right now! Like, what are you talking about? They're in it. They're literally gonna fall short by two games. And and they're of course they're in it. They're in the NBA finals. And if you added the you know an all NBA point guard when they don't even have a point guard, really, yes, I think they're going to be in the mix. Yeah. But like Boston, it possibly is going to blow it up. And they were the you know the favorites kind of in the East. Milwaukee's you know got one amazing great player and seventy-five year olds all around him, and guys with crooked knees. And you know what I mean like they're they're, they're playing Pat Covington. Twenty-five minutes a game. I'm just saying, like the league is wide open, except for the fact that to win a championship, you got to be whatever in the West right now. Denver is not. Denver's not mediocre. Denver's great, and and, the, still young. and Phoenix is gonna and Phoenix is. I know Durant's getting old, but they're going to figure it out with some. You know, Durant's still awesome. Booker's still awesome. They're they're they trade Aiton and and with Paul. Obviously, there's changes, but I agree. Getting into the top six is not that hard you know it's not and but that's not what dame says like dame doesn't want he was in the top six for 10 years right. and then they couldn't get there and so to me when you say they'll be you know better it's like well are they going to be better before they blew it up which was just two years ago you know when they just blew up you know the if i tell you right now you bring back the team with cj they're they're a top six team guaranteed so um I, I just don't know what it takes for him to say I think it's what you said. Like he's gonna have to come to the realization is if if he wants to stay and he doesn't just ask out to the point where you gotta trade him. Right. I mean I think there's a way to trade Damian Lillard if he asks out you gotta have to. Like you can't
0: you can't keep him well, yeah, if he asks, on the if team he like that's just poison. No, if he completely asks out oh, and he just, and he names a spot and there's a deal that can be made, then yeah, you can't you can't hold people. him hostage. I had this conversation with someone the other day about that. I'm like that would be the dumbest thing you can you could possibly do. Oh, if I'm Damian Lillard and you do that to me, I'm going new. York. <laughs> I'm going to the new, yeah. new York option. Like I'm gonna be a I'm but be but in
1: a way he, did, he he deserves it. You know, he gave you everything. He stuck with yeah. it. And there's a point in which if you don't show that, no one's gonna play for you. Right. Now that said, again, whatever the current owners, who knows? You know what 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 they care about. But the right thing to do is to let if Damian Lillard wants out. Every, you know, difficult conversation is had behind closed doors so that when you go public, you go together and you're going to trade them for less. You're not going to get Damian Lillard's worth, but what you are going to do is move off 50 plus million dollars, which in this, in the NBA is a huge asset, but you're not going to get back a, a replacement for Damian, but you're not trying to, you're trying to go young and you already got, you're drafting his replacement. So to it, you're moving off that money to open up uh, and, you, and no all is going to want to come play for you anyway yet because you're not ready there. The question is, how do you do all this? And what you, if you're Jeremy Grant, like, I always think about Jeremy Grant. Like everyone talks about Dame and the traffic. Like you're Jeremy Grant. What are you doing? Like, hey, can you guys let me know? Send me an email, text. Like should I resign with you guys or should I get out of here? Because I don't I don't want to be on a team that's, you know, rebuilding completely but I want to be on a team with Dame. So there's just so many, like you said, it's so many moving parts and a short window. Like if they don't trade him, uh, you know, before the draft, they draft, right? Like it's kind of, I mean, if they don't trade the pick before the draft, then you start the the talk about Dame, like it's going to (laughs) reach a pinnacle, right? Like at some point Dame's going to have to answer and they're going to have to decide about Dame. I mean, what do you what have you heard about that time frame? Like, if the Blazers end up drafting the pick, like, is it already a discussion with Dame that they're drafting him? And what do you want, or do they let the smoke clear and hope that Dame is a little patient with his uh, communication with the rest of the world?
0: No, I, I think I think there'll be patience because <clears throat> you still you still have things you can do. Like, you can sign a Trey Grant uh, if you found a, a deal that was better with some picks to get someone maybe. Uh, and then also you have the ant situation and picks and they're like, there's still trades that can be made. Everything is not contingent on n- the number three pick. And so maybe you, you know, he gives some time to figure that out while he figures it out because he has, to, you know, he, he doesn't want to go somewhere where the situation is the same or just a little tiny bit better. Like he's going to want to want to go somewhere better for me, Miami, dude. Look, look I would trade Damien if he wants to go to Miami for Tyler hero, Duncan Robinson, and, three or four first round picks and maybe throw in a pick swap. You know, I think that's fair because I think mine becomes the the favorite in the NBA or then Denver. Uh, They have a two, probably at least a two year strong window and maybe three years with him and Mm -hmm. Butler and with Bam to win. And that to me is worth giving up hero. If you're Blazers, you get a young talent that you can probably trade at some point, you get a bunch of picks uh, plus, you free up. You're going to eventually free up your pick with the Bulls. You're going to get more picks. You're going to go into the lottery again next year and get another young stud. So now, so now you're looking at having, and, uh, the whoever you take at number three was probably going to be Scoot Sharp, Hero, and a lottery pick next year, and a bunch of picks. Like you're loaded with young assets and pick assets to move forward with. And like you said, you move that contract. Although you got salary matching, Hero already makes a, a sizable amount but you might try and trade him because Sharp's your number two of the future. But anyway, I would do that deal. Most people would say, Oh, you're not getting enough, but you're not going to get enough because the other team you're, you're trading with can't suck after you make the trade. So, (laughs) so, so I, to me, that, to me, that's a no brainer trade right there. Like just make call as soon as the finals are ever make the call, get it done. Everyone's happy if you can't make other moves. But I also think that if they can pull off OG trade and if Dane believes Shaden's going to be take a huge jump this year and next year, and that that gives him a puncher's chance. Then he wants to roll with that. Then he wants to roll with that, and we're done with this nightmare. But he but he has to make that declaration too, that he's going to ride out whatever's happening, because next year it's going to be even tougher to trade up, and you're going to get even less. Yep. Right. And so that that's where things get start getting a little sticky. Uh, but and and <clears> Miami <throat> get a, might get a point guard. Well, yeah, Miami's not going to wait. Right. They're going to try and do something else. They I, might. I'm just saying, like they might sign Chris Paul. <laughs> Or,
1: or, or, look, the Knicks are – everyone said Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. The Knicks got a point guard now. I'm not saying they couldn't find a way to get, you know, him over Jalen Brunson, but, like, it's like the Knicks for the first time in 25 years, have a point guard, and he's an all-star. I mean, he didn't make the team, but he should have. Um, and he played like one in the in, in the playoffs. So, if the opportunities go away, you know, sometimes – now others will appear, right? You know, so maybe the Sixers become a more viable option. Who knows? Because God knows James Harden. No one knows what's going to happen with James Harden. You know what I mean? So, like, so if he if he exits, then suddenly the Sixers are are Damian Lillard away from a championship. And then it's Maxi so, and
0: Tobias, and then yeah, another point. Like, going be redundant? Well, points. I'm just saying picks. No, no all, to yeah, me, but that, I don't think they have yeah, picks. Yeah, right? Yeah. I looked them up. Well, they don't have picks because they yeah, traded picks. To, to get Harden, I think. I don't think they have very many picks.
1: Well, they could. There's ways to get them, right? Maybe they do. That. Right. I I just threw that out there, yeah. but I I agree with you. You're not going to get. You're not going to get talent for talent for Damian Lillard. I mean, it's not that kind of trade. And Phoenix, and not. it never is. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. the. You know, Kevin Durant. Look, Miles Bridges is good, but he's not he's not Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? McHale. Like, so you're never going
0: gonna... to, what's
1: that? Mikael Bridges. Miles okay, is the so
0: one filling assault. Domestic battery. Are they related? Not, not as good. They
1: not, definitely not as good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying like, you're not going to talent to talent. You're not going to get that back because like you said, what's the point? They wouldn't make that trade. Um, if, you know, if they're close, uh, Damian Lillard away, they're not going to trade back anything that's going to, uh, completely take that away but those two players you mentioned are rotation guys um and and starters you know heroes a starter he's a really good player yeah. could be an all-star if he has the kind of year duncan robinson is a is an odd player right like he he's but he's in the rotation he sometimes can sh- looks like one of the best shooters in the nba and sometimes looks like he's never shot the ball from three point range in his life but uh, but yeah i i agree if you get picks and Two guys that are rotation players, including a potential all-star player or right below, you know, that might be the best you can do. Um if you if you end up having to trade him. But I, I you know, it's so Damon Lillard knows what he's doing. I mean, he's thinking about this, he's talking to people about it, he he's not gonna say things. Um he's been intentional. He was intentional at twenty two years old. You know what yeah, I mean, Aaron? Nice. Like he knew oh, what yeah. he was he knew what he was doing then, yeah. and he's just a really smart guy that, um, that you know plays it pretty straight, but also is nuanced enough uh, to make sure that what you know that he gets what he wants to a point, and I think he also recognizes that he has no reason to be patient anymore. He played that card multiple times, and it didn't, you know. It got him. It got him pretty well. Like people say, it didn't get him where he wanted. Well, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's the All greatest scorer in uh, Blazers history. He, he's really, 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 really rich. Yeah, um, his other thing, you know, the music that he's wanted to do, he's crossed over. He's a guy in Portland that is a national spokesperson, right. which doesn't happen every day. So it's he's done. It's worked it just hasn't gotten him the one thing that you know he sometimes says is really important and in typical damian lillard fashion he'll say hey why is everybody judged about one thing just winning a ring he'll say that and then he'll come back and go well if i can't win a ring here then i probably want to go somewhere i can win a ring right. but he does it perfectly so you're not you're not like oh he's he's speaking out of two sides of his mouth right. because he, two things can be true yep. at the same time, yep. and he's he's awesome at presenting that.
0: Hundred percent.
1: All right, where are you on the whole blazer sale thing,
0: <clears throat> real quick?
1: Well, you know where I've been. I mean, I I think it stinks. I <laughs> think it stinks that you know that Jody Allen's the 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 owner of the team. I think it stinks that they haven't sold it yet, so that the charities can get the money. I think it stinks that a uh, you know if you could get five, you're waiting to get five hundred more million. Then you know just you have to sell it. You should sell it. And if Phil Knight wants it and he wants to keep it in Portland and he has a great partner and they're not just going to invest in the team, they're going to invest in the in the entire city. Sell the dang team. Like enough. Like why why would anyone not want them to sell it? The only people that are going to get um, are getting richer on this are Burt Cold and Jody Kelly and possibly a trust. That's already worth more than any trust in the history of trusts. So I don't care. The trust is okay. The trust will be fine. You know what you could do with a lot of money? Like, it could go somewhere and make more money. It doesn't just have to make a lot of money sitting as an asset. Like, oh, well, if she waits, she can get more. Yeah, or she could buy. She could put the pile of money in a place where it makes money. Let the person run the trust to make more money. But sell the team to the 85-year-old guy okay. That lives in Portland that wants to to keep it here, and hopefully, more importantly to me, um, will be passionate about the area and the arena uh, and the Rose Quarter, or take it somewhere else and be passionate about it. Not not out of Portland. I just it's just there's no reason to. I, I what's the argument for not wanting Jody Kelly to sell uh, Jody, a, Allen. A, a Jody Kelly
0: <laughs> Jody Allen Jody I'll Allen go to sell the, first the team. Time.
1: Okay, thank you. What's, I, I what, think we, we what's all I think
0: we all agree that Phil Knight owning the team and doing what we all think he would do, based on what we saw him do, like in Oregon, uh, is very and in, and in interesting and exciting, exciting and enticing, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Jody Allen has also already proven that in one year by not selling it last year for, for two billion plus. You say you want to make more money? Well, the Suns just went for four billion. So what? So what are the Blazers worth? Three and a half? Three? Sure. Okay. So, Short. so by not selling last year, he didn't just <laughs> she didn't just make some extra money. If it's worth if it's worth three point five now, that means she just made what seventy five percent more money by waiting over last year. So, if she can wait a couple more years, maybe it gets up to four. So, my thing is, I don't think this is on Jody Allen at all. I think if Phil Knight wants it so badly, he needs oh, to right. overpay. He needs, whatever the valuation is, he needs to make a significantly more lucrative offer that she can't refuse. And if she does, then of course everyone can pile on her. But just offering what it's allegedly worth, which is very fluid, doesn't mean anything to me. If you want it so bad, you're 85, you're worth billions, you can't take it with you. Like you're like, Juliana, could just get the money now and give the cherry. Well, by giving her more than maybe it's quote unquote worth, Phil Knight would be donating to charity. How about this? Why not pay her 2.8 and then give her another billion, donate another billion to the estate and all his charities. Then you can write that off as a charitable donation and the estate and those charities get the money, however you work it. But the bottom line is I think Jody is playing this perfectly because I think she knows that it's going to continue to go up in value and that if someone wants to buy it, they have to not only pay what it's allegedly worth, but also pay for the right to buy it which is what you do in this situation because there's only so many teams. So I, I've said this before on other podcasts and, and radio. And I tweeted it out. If I had 20 or $30 billion and the Chicago Bears were for sale and the valuation was $6 billion, I would fly to Chicago with a check for $7.5 If you want right, to sell it, you're going to take fine. that. And I overpaid and everyone's gonna mock me, and make fun of me like they just just like they did Bomber when he bought the Clippers, and everyone said, Oh, he paid two billion, he paid way too much. And now that franchise is worth probably four billion. So he didn't pay too much, he made it back, and then some and he owns the team, and there's only 30 of them. So Phil Knight, step up 4.5 billion. That's that's my price.
1: So the problem <laughs> that you have is according to reports, it's so easy for me to say that. That she's not taking his calls. Okay,
0: but well, but she like has he, they she won't has, engage. Wait, wait. She has gatekeepers.
1: Okay, well, Burt Cole told him it wasn't for sale. If the reports well, are correct,
0: they, well, okay, it wasn't for. Look, he already
1: said right. he, The report said he okay. he knows that two is not enough, and he wants to offer more. But they haven't countered because they don't talk to him other than to say Cole, it's not for sale. I one hundred percent
0: agree. But, Cole, but
1: you think you think
0: and said it you wasn't think for they got on the, But you think they got on the phone and said we'll give you four billion, and he said it's not for sale. All I, I think know that would is be public by now. They're called. Go ahead. He said
1: it, it it is public that he said he's gonna pay more than two bill. He knows it's what more what does than that, that mean then?
0: 2.5? Well, you don't 2.8? here's what you don't
1: do. Here's what I know. Here's what I do.
0: You don't negotiate in public. So they did last year. How the two that, how the two billion plus get out? You had, you had the two, well, $2 billion that, plus and, and, get out, and then you had that article, that ridiculous article in the New York Post. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, with Larry you, Miller talk, assassinating. Character assassination on Jodie Allen yeah. and saying that her, her yeah. relationship with Dame is toxic, which Dame shot down. His agent shot like the whole thing is just ludicrous yep. or their game plan. So I well, wouldn't that, take a call either. That wasn't good. I wouldn't take a that call was, either. I would.
1: Okay, well then, then he's not. Then that's the part. What? Then maybe they're not for sale
0: for okay, Phil Knight. But, but okay, let me ask you a question. If you're Jodie Allen, okay, Jodie Allen didn't. What Allen you said is true. Build, Jody, okay, Phil Knight's one of the greatest business people of all time. Yes. So Paul was Paul. Paul. Jo- Jody's not. No. So why is Jody no. Paul's not Paul's
1: not Paul wasn't a good businessman? Paul had a great invention
0: I mean creating a business that made a lot of money. He didn't create it. He he helped code
1: it. Okay, whatever. I mean, I'm not getting into it. I'm okay, just saying that, like I, I he got out
0: early. That's fine. But Jody, Jody's not that. So why if I'm Jody Allen, why am I getting a room with Phil Knight? I'm gonna have my people deal that, with that fine. first. I don't care. So bring me a number, and again, we're speculating, but but I would tell my people it's not for sale. But if they come with some crazy number. Let me know. <laughs> Otherwise, well, she has I'll no, afford what, the crazy what, number. What, what's she going to meet with Phil for? What's Phil going to say? That's not already being said. He wants to buy the team. She is not for sale. So is she going to convince. No. So the only reason people want to get them to get in the room together is so he can convince her, convince her of what she doesn't want to my. sell. The only thing that convinces is a number, and you can get that number to Burt Cole, and then Cole can give it to her. If that's true,
1: but that's not what you say. So you're saying you don't believe the fact that it's not for sale. It's you for, think everything's well, no, for no. sale? It doesn't
0: well, matter. A, they have to sell it anyway. The only reason to hold on to it, yes, I That's appreciated. So why are they saying that's appreciated? For sale. Because they're trying to get the price out. Yeah, well, we're we're guessing. I get it. We're speculation. Okay. Right. Like I requested an interview with Jody Allen. I ain't gotten it yet. So <laughs> when <laughs> I do, when I do, I will let you know what she doesn't tell me. But I don't expect to get it. What I'm saying here is that if I'm, I'm saying if I'm her, Craig Burnback wants to talk to you about buying a team. What's he offering? 2.2 billion. <laughs> he just wants to talk to you. No, he doesn't. No, he wants to talk to you. Why? I'm not taking that. It's not for sale. He just wants to talk to you. Oh, so he can convince me it's for sale? I don't want to talk to him. I got a relationship with him. Tell that clown. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm getting I'm not, a little ridiculous. I, but tell him, I don't tell him, Come with it's not for sale, and we'll see if he comes back with a crazy number. Well, it seems like that he tried to come back with a crazy
1: number. If you believe the reports, he tried to come back with another number, and they're not taking his calls.
0: Bert Cole took the call, he talked fine. If he's if Bert Cole took the call, if here's what I think happened, I think they told, I think they told Bert how much they're willing to go up to. Bert sent that number in a text to Jody, and Jody sent back laughing emojis.
1: So let me tell you something. It's real easy. It's real easy to do this. We've seen it before. There's auctions. Highest bidder gets it. So just put it up for sale. That's how those, that's how this, you know, that's how other teams have been sold. You don't have to pick the highest bidder, but you put it up for auction. And then if, if the top number is seven mil and then Phil goes, it's not gonna be seven mil, but I'm just saying like, Hey, let's Price Is Right this baby a dollar more gets you it. You know, that's it. Like, let's go. I'll bet a, I bet 4 billion and a one, you know, like I just say, there's nobody who should be rooting for the trust to continue to own a team. And that's what the NBA said. They don't want trust owning the team. It's not good for the NBA. It's not good for the Blazers. All the little things that that they're doing, they're fine. I, I, I will admit she's, they're not, I don't even think they can, because the trust probably might even tell them what they have to do with the Blazers as far as, you know, how they have to treat it. There's no reason they should just, like people like, oh, they added GMs, they did this. Good, they're they're not trying to, you know, take this team to make it less valuable. They want it to be more valuable. So of course you're investing small amounts of money, you know, a million here, a million there, two million here, because you're gonna, like you said, it went up a billion dollars in two years. I just want it gone. I want it sold. And I don't, I care about the trust a little bit because I'm a good human being and I want charitable organizations, even though some of them are, I don't know. He loved, he loved extraterrestrials. I don't know if I care about money going to that or not, you know, like, and subterranean stuff. I'm just saying the trust is going to be fine. The blazers uh, would be much better off a thing that I care about paying attention to. Um, the city which I care about, it's better if they if they sell the team because I they agree. haven't done anything with the Rose Quarter. They haven't done anything with
0: the Rose You're Quarter. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And we it, agree. And man, we're, and we're just, that's awesome. I mean, we agree that we want Phil Knight to buy the team. I just think that the process that sure. Julie's going through is is fine, and she's not obligated to do anything. And if Phil Willie really wants it, he's to come in there with just a crazy number that she can't refuse and just get it, get it done. That's all I'm saying. And I say all this admitting that <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I don't, we don't manage know in the of dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: But no, and we would we'd probably be terrible owners. <laughs> the two of us would be Steinbrenner like owners.
0: <laughs> I'd be amazing. I'd be amazing.
1: Says everyone. Uh, the head. All right. His head barely fits in the screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anything else? This chaos. No, I can't I mean every every day there's more speculation of things we you know that until there's something, right? Like I'm excited for I will say this. You asked if I was pumped about the draft. I mean about the lottery, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I am pumped about, pumped about the draft. I think the draft's Oh, because I wanna know what's going on. Like as soon as they say Scoot Henderson and he keeps the hat if he keeps the hat, if he keeps the hat, baby, like oh no. Or what if what if Scoot goes two? Like, what? Mm. I don't. I, oh,
0: That's ideal. Oh, no. Man. like That's ideal. Oh. I, that's ideal. The, the last thing this team needs, come on, is another guard. Can it ever draft Amen. a, a high-end forward or a big man? I guess they drafted Odin, but. Well, they can. Aldridge they was a while can. Ago. Right. Was a while ago. Yeah, they can. But well, there's, they've drafted other centers. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> they, true. They could do it. How about draft one they, that they, works out? <laughs> How about that? There you go. All right, thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. We're inching closer to the draft, but not inching any closer to what looks like <clears throat> is going to be the obvious outcome with the Blazers and the number 3 pick still a very fluid situation. Maybe we'll get some more clarity between now and our next episode of the Blazer Focus podcast. Thanks for listening.